SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Six minutes after six o'clock, Hilton Tarrant with you on the Market Update this Thursday evening. First up, as always, Google and Fupi has your business news. Thanks, Hilton. Good evening. The Reserve Bank says local banks tightened their lending conditions in the fourth quarter of last year, even as impairments fell and the central bank kept interest rates at the lowest in more than 30 years. Now, this comes after government urged lenders to improve access to, to finance to South Africans in a bid to boost growth and curb joblessness. Speaking at a lecture held at the University of Johannesburg today, Finance Minister Praveen Gordon said that ending the unconventional monetary policies initiated by developed countries poses risks to the global economy. He was referring to the quantitative easing deployed by central banks in countries such as the US and Britain, which are pumping large amounts of money into their economies in a bid to stimulate faster growth. And the number of Americans filing new claims for unemployment benefits fell last week, surprisingly by 16,000 applications, offering reassurance that those at the bottom end of the spectrum are not falling out of the labor market, despite signs of slower growth. Turning to the markets now, the JCO share index has closed up just shy of 1% today at 39,128 points. The rands at 9 rand, 8 cents to the US dollar, 13.96 to the pound and 11.79 against the euro. Gold trading at $1,453 an ounce, a barrel of Brent crude oil at $102 and the platinum price at $1,458 an ounce. Thanks, Gugu. A jam-packed show to get through this evening, uh, almost eight minutes after six o'clock. Uh, as you heard there, the JSC ending up almost 1%, 39,128 points on the all share. All the action in the resources market, we saw resources up well over 1%. Uh, gold shares up over 4% on the day and leading the charge. Goldfields up almost 9% today at 70 rand 14 cents. Uh, we saw uh, a number of other gold shares uh, higher. Harmony, uh, the laggard there, uh, given uh, its announcement that uh, one of its workers at the Pakisa mine had uh, been found uh, dead after an underground fire had broken out there. Sibanya also uh, lagging somewhat. That shares down uh, almost 2% on the day. In terms of other news on the market, uh, MTN released subscriber data for the first quarter. Uh, no surprises in the numbers uh, for the rest of the group, but here in South Africa, the group uh, said that it had lost a net of 470,000 subscribers uh, between January the 1st and March the 31st. Uh, in the contract space, it added 138,000 subscribers net to take its total to 4.6 million. The pain was in the prepaid space, though, down 609,000 subscribers net. Uh, to leave it with a total of just under 21 million subscribers here at home. Market shrugged off the, the numbers. Uh, MTN ending the day down 0.2%. It was in positive territory almost throughout. Uh, we saw Vodacom react perhaps most violently uh, to that announcement, uh, to the announcement by MTN. Vodacom shares down over 2% on the day to 106 rand 15. Also, British American Tobacco providing an update for the first quarter. Revenue was up 5% in the quarter. Cigarette volumes in its flagship brands are up 1%. And interestingly, it uh, bought back its own shares in the quarter to the value of £123 million. That uh, doesn't sound like an awful lot of money until you convert it to rands. Uh, the uh, share buyback, well over 2 billion rand uh, spent on that. And then in the uh, tech space, Apps' banking app has been downloaded 50,000 times since its launch 12 days ago. And uh, FNB's Michael Yordan, uh, chief executive of FNB, this morning confirming that FNB's app gained 50,000 customers last month alone. That's a new record. Uh, so interesting to compare those two numbers there. Let's bring in Tony Beamish now. Uh, he's a journalist here at MoneyWeb. Tony, 
You have been uh, following a story regarding uh, garnishy abuse uh, within the court system. Very simply, you followed and retraced the experience of uh, one Temba Mundluli. He's 37 years old and works at a wood processing factory in Germiston. He's uh, taken out uh, 110,000 rands worth of loans, and uh, this really concerns the issuance of garnishy orders in courts court orders which compel employers to deduct monies from uh, employees' salaries in order to repay outstanding debt. And what you've uncovered is quite astonishing. You've uncovered fraud, you've uncovered manipulation, and you've uncovered some threats as well. Yes, good evening, Hilton. Uh, indeed, it's uh, quite, a, quite a mixed bag of things that are not too good, and uh, I uh, think that uh, people need to be warned about uh, about the perils of garnishy orders, and of course all of this goes to the heart of the administration of justice, which is uh, quite a mouthful, but uh, the importance of this, it affects, uh, it affects workers, it affects people in debt, and, uh, and, and so it's important that uh, we, we shine our spotlight on this. Now, you have uh, un- uncovered this fraud, and it is documented, published on moneyweb.co.today. It involves two clerks of the court, uh, a-, a court here in Gauteng. Uh, it also involves uh, an-, an interesting bunch of characters called Green World, uh, which seems to be somehow linked to this whole uh, debt recollection, garnishy um, uh, order uh, attachment. Has the Department of Justice and Constitutional Development responded at all to, to what you've uncovered? uh, uh, Hilton, yes, they've responded with a flourish and now I'm waiting to hear from them, so I'm sure it'll be tomorrow morning. But uh, to deal uh, with the parts of our story that were important, of course, clerks of the court are in fact officers of the court. Mm. And it appears that uh, the folk from Green World merely got affidavits signed at, uh, at employees' homes or places of work and then took them along afterwards and two clerks of the court that have signed them is what, I've, is what I've established. But, of course, when any of us have to go and sign an affidavit before a lawyer or at a police station, mm. we have to be there and answer a few questions and take the oath, and we have to affix our signatures in the presence of that commissioner of oaths who's, who's satisfied that, that uh, we know what we're signing and, and we, uh, we understand the contents of, of, of what is there, and that it hasn't happened in this instance. It's much of a shortcut, but uh, we're seeing so many shortcuts now with uh, the debt administration. To the second thing, yes, the enterprise called Green World, Mr. Pitjansa van Rensburg, he's still under investigation by MoneyWeb Hilton because we're not sure whether he's hired as a tout by the administration companies or whether he does this as his own business and then passes them on to, to various debt administrators. Mm. But uh, either way, it, it's also a consumer issue because uh, administrators can only charge 12.5% on the funds collected and distributed. We have to pay an attorney who goes to court to get the order, and Joburg firms tell me that's 250 to 500 rand, and then I'm sure Green World isn't a charity, and uh, there's not very much money in this for the administrator. And in the case of Temba, the first four months' commission on his debts would, would just, in my estimation, cover the costs of the attorney and the fees of Greenworld. So what's in it for the administrator here? It really is a consumer issue as well as a legal issue. 
Tony Beamish, we'll have to leave it there. Tony Beamish is a journalist here at MoneyWeb, and we will continue tracking this story as it's no doubt uh, just the tip of a very, very large iceberg. SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Well, Clicks Group, owner of the Clicks Musica and Body Shop chains, as well as pharmaceutical distributor UPD, out with interim results to February today. It's been following an aggressive strategy of adding pharmacies to its stores in recent years, with 324 of its 430 stores now having in-store pharmacies. It's nearly 8 out of every 10. The six-month period is its busiest of the year, turnover up 11.4%, headline earnings per share up 10%, 8.5% on a diluted basis. Chief Executive David Neal joins us now. David, consumers under pressure, middle income, which is the core of your clicks uh, shopping base, especially so. Yes, that's right. And uh, frankly, I think it's going to remain that way uh, for the rest of this year. So I think that we th- these results are solid in those circumstances. And what's pleasing for us is that we've continued to gain share in all of our core health and duty markets. Are you seeing a, a shift from debit cards to credit cards? Uh, Richard Brasher, the new chief executive of Pick and Pay, highlighting that fact a couple of days ago when, when Pick and Pay reported numbers as, as a significant and noticeable shift in, in its shopping base. Have you seen the same? Uh, no, I wouldn't say we've seen much of a shift from um, uh, debit to, 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 to credit. I mean, pretty much half of our business is still actually in cash. The biggest influence on our business is that we're seeing a much spiky business with higher sales around paydays and much lower levels of sales mid-month when people run out of cash. David, Club Card, one of the success stories of the group, 4 million members now part of the Clicks Club Card. Three quarters of your sales, over three quarters, 76% of your sales now on Club Card. I'm guessing that's close to the ceiling. Uh, no, most certainly not. I mean, we, we've got an internal target that we want to get to 5 million customers signed up. And we've gone from 2.5 to 4 in the last couple of, in the last three years. So I don't see any reason why we can't get up to 5 million uh, if we focus on it. I mean, those customers, are, as you say, are enormously valuable to us. And we're getting better, I think, at segmenting uh, offers to them. So, for example, we now have a baby club with almost 200,000 members. In terms of the pharmacy strategy, 324, as I said earlier, you added 18 in these six months. You'll open at least another dozen before September, and that strategy well on course. Yes. I mean, South Africa as a country faces a shortage of pharmacists, and that's probably the biggest um, growth constraint that we face. Uh, however, uh, we are continuing to roll out the number of, of pharmacies that, 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 that we have, and it's really a key pillar of the brand now. David, are you seeing increased competition in the space as, as the, uh, the pharmacy space consolidates? You're seeing companies like ShopRite Checkers uh, rather aggressive as well? Well, the health and beauty markets in, uh, in total, not just in pharmacy, but in toiletries and even in cosmetics, uh, the world over, are competitive markets and successful drugstores have learned uh, how to deal with that and and you see it in our numbers with more than a quarter of our sales uh, done on promotion. David Musica, turnover slightly lower in the six months uh, year on year. The margin's up though and a big improvement in operating profit. That's up 27%. Uh, The strategy around shutting stores uh, very slowly and very deliberately, take us through that? 
Look, I mean, if you actually look at existing stores, so stores that are carrying on uh, in Musica, sales in those stores were up 7%. So the overall sales performance is because of the stores we've chosen to close. Mm. So we're focusing the business on uh, destination locations uh, uh, because we believe that for a long while to come there will be a market for the physical format of the product. And our strategy in Musica is, is to be the last man standing. And, and frankly, with a 27% profit growth, it's, it's the star performer of the group. Mm-hmm. I was about to ask about those destination stores. And having visited your, your store up in Rosebank and uh, the refurbished store in Santon, mm. definitely uh, destinations in their own right. You are shifting the product mix to, to include more technology, uh, technology hardware, things like docking stations, headphones. That now contributes 15% of your revenue. Will you see that continuing to grow? Yes, I mean, that's part of the repositioning of the model. I mean, we acknowledge that the physical format product is is going to decline and will keep on declining. But, of course, people are now accessing music uh, in a different way. uh, And that's why we've got the wider range of docking stations, of headphones, uh, of speakers. Uh, So the brand is still at its core about how people access music. David, uh, across the group, UPD, the pharmaceutical distribution business, margins in that business different by definition. It's a different animal altogether. But this is an increasing contributor to the group. For sure. I mean, it's the second engine of growth alongside the core clicks chain. Uh, It's doing well. Uh, I mean, volume in UPD was up a terrific 32% uh, in this past six months. And again, that businesses gaining share of the wholesale, pharmaceutical wholesale and distribution markets. It's, it's the market leader there, and we think we've got a powerful uh, proposition uh, for pharmaceutical manufacturers. Aside from operations, Keith Warburton, who was your financial director, returns uh, after a two-year break, this time uh, as chief operating officer of the Clix Group. Is it good to have him back? Yes, I mean, uh, delighted to have Keith return. I mean, he and I worked together f- uh, very well for five and a half years. He wanted a break for corporate life, from corporate life. So he's had two years off to recharge the batteries. Uh, and I know he's raring to go again, and I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, having him back. In these six months, you did spend 178 million rand on buying back your shares. Will you continue doing so? The commitment has always been that we'll return surplus cash to shareholders. I mean, in the period just gone, uh, cash generation was up by 14%, so the business is still generating cash successfully. And so we've always said we'll return surplus cash, and it's by a combination of dividend uh, and share buybacks. Just looking ahead, uh, you have taken a rather unusual uh, step of forecasting your headline earnings per share growth uh, for the full year, and that's only for a August year, and not seeing any reason to expect dramatic improvement in consumer sentiment. I really can't see that happening. I think it's going to be more of the same, uh, really, for the rest of this year. David Neal is Chief Executive of the Clicks Group. SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Well, DRD Gold, a JSE-listed gold producer, which effectively retreats surface tailings. That's the mine dumps you see around Johannesburg. Out with production numbers for the first quarter today. Production up 3% in the three months. Uh, gold revenue is up 16%. Craig Barnes is Chief Financial Officer of DRD Gold. Craig, in these three months, the focus has really been on getting your new Crown Ergo pipeline to settle, getting the technology to be more efficient. 
Yes, that's correct, Hilton. And I, and I think we, you, we're starting to see it in the numbers. Uh, I think our production numbers are now pretty consistent um, uh, with our guidance that's coming out. Um, and, uh, yeah, as you, as you mentioned, one of the, the key focus areas is that flotation and fine grind circuit improving the efficiencies of our recoveries. I mean, that's a key a key project which we need, which is coming uh, to an end, and that we need to make sure works as we expect it to work. Craig, uh, now I don't have a geologist background, and I think many of our listeners probably don't uh, have geologist backgrounds either. Fine grind technology, this new technology that you have developed and that you are getting to to settle, take us through that very briefly and perhaps from a from a very high level. Okay, so we are probably one of the lowest grade producers because we're mining old tailings dams or old tailings dumps. Um, so the in situ grade or the grade contained in the dumps um, is sitting anywhere between 0.3 uh, to 0.35 in our in our bigger resources. We're only recovering uh, around about 40% of that gold now, uh, and the, the, uh, because it's a high volume. Uh, because we, we are in such a high volume environment where we we uh, putting through tons tons through the plant at about 1.8 million tons per month, any small increase in recoveries obviously has a leveraging of impact on on gold production mm. and profitability, of course. In these uh, three months, you did sell your gold at 474,000 rand a kilogram. Uh, so call it 475,000 rand a kilogram in, in the first quarter. That price currently after that uh, gold price pullback, uh, the rand went the other way very briefly, is sitting at around 425,000 rand a kilogram. Uh, it dropped uh, as low as 400,000 rand a kilogram. What does that do to, to your profitability and to, uh, to your cost base? Well, if you have a look at our, our cash costs, and uh, I think it's becoming more topical now to, to talk about all-in cash costs, or like Nick Holland refers to uh, notional cash expenditure, um, I think one of our, our notional cash expenditure, all-in cash costs, including capital, are around about the 400,000 rand a kilo mark currently. Um, going forward, as I said, the flotation fine grind circuit is coming to an end. Uh, we have 55 million rand, which we still need to spend on that over the next couple of quarters. But we're going to see a big drop-off in our capital expenditure, which is going to reduce that number even further. So I think as long as you can manage that all-in cash cost number and ensure that it's probably one of the lowest cash cost number or all-in cash cost numbers in the industry, I think that's really what we can focus on from a management point of view. Obviously, we do expect volatility in the gold price. And as a gold miner, we have are always very good bullish, especially on the RAND gold price. Craig Barnes, the Chief Financial Officer of DRD Gold. It's 25 minutes after 6 o'clock. Our My Money feature, which runs every Thursday uh, from this evening. My Money uh, brought to you by Capitec Bank. Invest in a Capitec Bank fixed-term savings account and you could earn up to 8.5% interest per year. Conditions apply. Simon Brown is with Just One Lap. Simon, we're taught about and are constantly made aware of compound interest and, and the value and the power of compound interest. But what we often neglect to think about or consider are fees and charges. And these obviously also affect the value of uh, not only savings but investments. Uh, on JustOneLap.com, uh, the website you run, uh, a very interesting 100-second video on compound costs. What are compound costs? Houghton, it's just that we understand compound interest, and it's you know, 
been called one of the most powerful things in the world. Well, if that's true, then compound costs must be one of the most painful things in the world. Compound costs is a cost that kicks in every year and erodes from your profit. So you've got a hundred rand to invest, but there's a two percent cost. So actually, you only invest ninety-eight, so you're two percent behind. And the cost of the investment grows by twelve rand, but there's another two percent that you pay, and you're paying that two percent on the increased value. So it's that consistent erosion every year, ticking away at your investment. And I think we look at it, and you know, back in the day, unit trusts would quite happily charge you five percent. Those days are fortunately largely behind us, but we would look at it and say, well, you know, we've got to pay a cost. Yes, you do. There has to be a fee. We accept that. But we would kind of say, ah, oh, you know, how bad is it? What what really is the difference between three percent or two percent or whatever the case may be? So we crunched the numbers, and, and the result was frankly just staggering. Now you have crunched the numbers, as you say, uh, and starting off with an investment of ten thousand rand um, at an interest rate of fifteen percent over twenty years. So you'd compound that. If no fees are charged, what should the value of so this investment your, your 10, be? Your 10,000%, 15% a year for 20 years comes out at about 163,000 return. That's nice. And, and the, it's a compounding power that you're absolutely seeing going forward and, and really being significant in your favor. So then you say, well, that's great, but you're not going to get 0% cost. That's not going to happen. So what are the potential costs? So you bring in a 2% cost. Suddenly, instead of 163,000 Rand, you've got 109,000. You're, you're, you're 54,000 Rand poorer. And you looked at 2,000, uh, 2% and you thought, that's not so bad. In truth, a third of your profit has just disappeared uh, and that's gone to the, to the provider of the service. You bring in a 3% and I think most people these days would probably look at 3% and say that's a little bit steep. But you look at a 3% uh, and, and that, that fee structure, you walk away with 89,000. You've lost almost half of, of, of your profit in it. Um, and, and that's the impact. You know, just between the two and three, there's a 30,000 Rand difference. 20 years is a long time, but it's that, it's that compound costing of it. And whilst I say, you know, we can't do a 0% cost per year, in truth, we can if we do DIY investing. And that's not for everybody. But if you went and bought a share, there's an upfront cost in terms of transaction fee. Uh, your annual fee, you don't, you don't pay an annual fee. The annual fee is more in, in structured products. But uh, DIY is not for everyone. So we didn't push that point necessarily. The, the astonishing thing here is that this is based on 15% growth a year, which is actually all, not all that much um, given market performance over you know, the past decade, uh, past two decades. You're trying to run ahead of these costs and you just keep getting dragged down. Yeah, and we, we purposely chose 15 because that's kind of what the market has given over the last sort of 20 years or so, about 15%. Yeah, and if you, if you start saying, well, you know what, 15 is nice, but I want to beat the market, so let's, you know, let's find a fund manager who's going to do me 20 or 25 or something, then it get then then they, they the costs get frankly spooky, and we actually pulled them out because they, they, the numbers looked unbelievable. I mean, it just you looked at them and you couldn't you couldn't comprehend how bad it was. The bigger problem is that if, if you've got an asset manager or an, a product that you've bought, uh, whatever it might be, and it's only delivering you twelve percent, you're not ten percent, ten percent. Not only are you behind the market, but now suddenly you're paying these massive fees as well, and that's where then suddenly it's like, well, you don't want to be a DIY investor. Fine, be an ETF investor. Buy the ETF, low upfront fee. You're going to pay a cost potentially as much as 0.8%. Different funds, different amounts, but that's kind of like the upper end of the norm. Um, and, and as your fund, as the money value grows, that number will drop down. And then you're going to get the market performance, and you're not going to get completely killed on the cost side. Simon Brown is with JustOneLab.com. 
Invest in a Capitec Bank fixed-term savings account and you could earn up to 8.5% interest per year. Conditions apply. Invest in a Capitec Bank fixed-term savings account and you could earn up to 8.5% interest per year. Choose between single or multiple deposits.